Thanks for listening to the Friday Live Extra from NET Radio, a weekly podcast featuring arts and humanities in Nebraska, and an online-only feature we produce in conjunction with our weekly radio show, Friday Live. I'm Genevieve Randall, and this week on our podcast, I am joined from musicians from Wayne State College to talk about a concert on Friday, April 23rd at 7.30 p.m., streamed live online so you can watch from anywhere. Dr. Carl Kolbeck is Associate Professor of Woodwinds at Wayne State College, and he'll be joined by Dr. Angela Miller-Niles, Associate Professor of Piano. Angela and Carl, thanks for being on the podcast this week. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Well, Carl Kolbeck, I was going to say this is a clarinet recital, but I see the word bass clarinet. Yes, that is correct. Um, This is actually my fourth faculty recital of the academic year. And the other three were clarinet recitals. um, And I thought, you know, for this one, I want to do something different. I had the work that we're going to be doing, the world premiere of Color Etudes. I spoke to Angela and I said, what if we expand this to an all bass clarinet recital and try that? One thing led to another and we had a blast uh, looking up rep and kind of putting this program together. And there's only been one other time in my life I've attempted an entire bass clarinet recital and that was a lot of fun. So it was time to give it another go. So how did the search for repertoire go? How much music is there for bass clarinet? There's actually a decent amount, uh, most of it contemporary repertoire. A lot of it having been composed really in the past few decades. Um, There's more than people would think, actually, as I started as, and this has been an ongoing kind of passion of mine, kind of exploring this area. Angela, for you, you accompany all kinds of musicians there at Wayne State College. And sometimes there's things that crop up again, music by Bach, music by Beethoven. But what about when it's completely new repertoire? So is everything on this something brand new for you? this happens to all be new. I have done um, some bass clarinet stuff before. I've done one, a couple other pieces with Carl of kind of new works, but a lot of this stuff is more contemporary anyways, just because the instrument isn't, doesn't have quite such an old history. So uh, I haven't played any of of these works yet. At least one of the composers, I've played the composer before, but not the work that we're doing. So let's talk about that. What are these pieces like? Who are they by? On this particular program, so we have two new works. One of them will actually be a a world premiere. We've got Color Etudes that was composed by Florida composer uh, Howard Buss. Uh, He actually completed the work in the summer of 2020 and got the work to me in the fall. So that one we're very excited to have this opportunity to premiere. It's, It's a very neat work. It's a set of five character pieces. Buss says it kind of represents various aspects of the human condition. And so he's trying to sort of personify these colors through music. Um, So we have titles like Obsessive Crimson and Deep Purple and Flippant Yellow, Cobalt Aglow, Funky Orange. And so it's, it's just really delightful, a lot of contrast, a lot of variety within the work. And then the other newer piece on there is by a Los Angeles composer, Kathy Henkel. Uh, Her sonata for bass clarinet and piano, which was composed in 1987, hasn't been performed a whole lot. Um, I met Kathy several years ago at a clarinet conference and have been wanting to perform this work for a long time. So I'm very happy that we have this opportunity to do this. 
And then the other two works that kind of form the bookends of this particular program are actually older works, our traditional French works for bass clarinet and piano. Um, Yvonne Deport, her Andante and Allegro, as well as Eugene Boza's Ballade for bass clarinet and piano. And the two of you will be in Ramsey Theater there on the campus, beaming your music out into the world. No live audience there. What's that been like for you doing recitals this way over the last year? Well, we have been able to have um, a small live audience in our concerts for this semester, only in Ramsey Theater. Our other theater, we have to only live stream. Um, so it's been nice in Ramsey. The students, they're really spaced apart. It looks pretty sparse, but it's just, it's nice to have a little feedback just to feel like you've got some energy coming back. The concerts, when we have some inlay, those are still only live streamed. And it's a, it's a challenge. It's hard to bow when no one's clapping and to talk to the air. I think we'll we'll all be happy to go back to having more of an audience that we can communicate with. I was thinking about this concert. I know, Angela, you and I have talked before for some other interviews for Friday Live, but Carl, have you and I ever actually interviewed for Friday Live? I don't think we have. I think it's, it's been hard to get our paths to cross and to line up. I thought that was the case, but I know that you've been to one of our road shows because I remember broadcasting Friday Live from West Point, Nebraska, and Wayne State College brought a bunch of students down, and one of your clarinet recitals was in my section of arts calendar highlights, and those students cheered out loud for you. It was a historic moment. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's never happened during arts calendar highlights, Carl, so. Fantastic. I want you to take that as a huge compliment from your students. While we're talking about you, I would love to hear from both of you what your path was to a career in music and to teaching and playing there in Wayne. I began studying clarinet as most students do, um, playing in my public school band programs and just was very passionate about it. Always took advantage of honor bands and every opportunity I could, taking lessons and so forth, and decided I was really passionate about it. And I had this moment where I decided, you know, this could be a career path that I think I might want to pursue. And so then I I went off and got my undergrad degree, did some teaching in the public schools for a while, decided that, you know, I'd really like even more, you know, to further my own ability and to just continue to develop my career, to take it further, so to speak. And so then that led me down the path to graduate school, getting a master's degree, and finally, eventually a doctorate in clarinet performance. And then after that point, I I spent some time um, playing in symphony orchestras. My experience as a bass clarinetist actually came performing with the Lubbock Symphony Orchestra for several seasons in Lubbock, Texas. And actually, it's kind of funny, up until I started working at Wayne State College, I hadn't really explored the solo repertoire available for bass clarinet. So that's been kind of a a new project, we should say, (laughs) within my career. But that was more or less my path that took me here. Um, So between being an orchestral musician and always being passionate about teaching, um, finding the position here at Wayne State College in Nebraska was just a perfect fit for me. Angela, how about for you? 
I started uh, playing piano when I was five. I uh, took lessons starting at six, and I really loved it as a kid. I played for church starting when I was 11, and, and all the, the school choirs, because I grew up in a really small uh, area in northeast South Dakota, so not a lot of uh, piano players there. And I just always loved playing, so I knew I had to do something with that. Um, I got my undergrad at the University of South Dakota, and I started doing some private teaching then, and I realized I wanted to go kind of the either private teaching performance type of path. So I didn't do the public school ed route. Um, I went right into my master's after my bachelor's and I, I did solo performance up to that point and I did a lot of teaching. I learned that I, I really love teaching piano. Uh, and so then I got my um, doctorate in, in Boulder, Colorado and my doctorate's in collaborative piano, so playing with other people. Um, and there I did a lot of teaching and I worked at a studio and private teaching and, and things like that. From out there, I saw the job was open here and my family is much closer to here than Boulder, Colorado. It was a good fit personally, and I, I just really like my colleagues. I love that I get to play concerts and work with them, and the students are great. They're very hardworking. So really just from my love of playing the instrument has kind of taken me here, something that's always been a part of my life. I love that there's always some new discovery, like that you can get a degree in specifically collaborative piano, for example. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's kind of new, but it is a whole nother repertoire and different types of skills. Piano, we're really lucky because there's so much music for such a long time. So, you know, it's not like how the bass clarinet has a smaller window of time. We've got pretty much since they've been writing it down. It's great to learn both the solo and the collaborative rep. Back to the bass clarinet for a second as we get ready to leave listeners with the thought of maybe going to hear this recital on the 23rd, right? Bass clarinets, how common is it to find one? Are there a lot of makers? I know when you're shopping for an instrument that you see regularly, the most common instruments in the orchestra, it's quite a process and it's different for every instrument. How do you find a bass clarinet? They're available. They are, um, I think like with any instrument, you know, you, you have to find the right instrument that, that works for you and for the player. Um, I feel very fortunate this instrument that I'm playing. I've had probably for about 12 years now, um, and it's really treated me well. It's been a wonderful instrument, but for me, it was as simple as finding a supplier who had some instruments and trying them out. Are there differences between the bass clarinet and the regular clarinet that you see in the orchestra? The bass clarinet is quite a bit larger. It actually sounds a full octave below the normal clarinet. The particular instrument that I play on actually has an extended range that even goes down lower. You know, the written range on my horn would go down to a low C, whereas on a soprano clarinet, the written range would only go down to a low E. And actually, some of the works on the recital really kind of exploit that. In Kathy Henkel's sonata, there's I think over the course of the three movements, it encompasses just shy of a four-octave range. I have to ask you before I let you go, do you listen to Michael Lowenstern? Absolutely. Because he's a big bass clarinet guy. Dr. Carl Kolbeck and Dr. Angela Miller-Niles will present a concert of music for bass clarinet and piano, and that's on Friday, April 23rd, streamed live online from Wayne State College on their website. Both of you, I hope you have a great concert, and thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Thank you.
The Friday Live Extra is a weekly podcast from NET Radio. Production help from Dave Hughes. Our theme music is by Alexios Anest. You can learn more about people and groups involved in arts and humanities in Nebraska by listening to Friday Live, broadcast statewide each week on NET Radio, streaming audio and video online at netnebraska.org, and also available as a podcast. I'm Genevieve Randall.